0: Hello everybody out there. This is Jason Jones of the Throne Room Breakdown bringing you your latest edition of post 82 following the Kings 120 100 loss to the Oklahoma home, excuse me, the Oklahoma City Thunder uh Wednesday night at Golden 1 Center. Kings fall to 17 and 30 on the season. Uh 5-16 in their last 21. You know, two-game winning streak ends. Kings never led in this game. Uh, trailed by as many as 29 points. And this is a type of game where numbers can be deceiving. You look at stuff like Kings having a 22-11 to 11 advantage in fast break points. 56-40 to 40 advantage in points in the paint. T- usually, no- excuse me, numbers like that, you would say, you know what, Kings probably had their way, but this game was never really, you know, wasn't close. I mean, Kings uh, fell down quickly. It wasn't a big margin, but, you know, they they trailed 23-16 after the first quarter, lost, you know, the next two quarters, never really, never, like I said, never really got into this one, and could be a bunch of things, maybe it's tired legs you know you're on a long road trip, five games a lot of days, maybe you're tired, and a lot of times you'll hear the kind of like the, the n b a cliche that your first game back from a long road trip is really like another road game because you're still not used to being home, so maybe that's the case uh you know you could chalk it up to that you know chalk up to a little fatigue, but I chalk a lot of this up to the fact that just essentially they got punked again uh Oklahoma City, you know, did whatever they wanted to them, pushed them around, got what they wanted, did their thing. You know, when you've got uh, Dennis Schroeder coming off the bench, getting you for 24 points and 9 assists. Uh, Danilo Gallinari, 19 points. Shea Gilgis-Alexander, 17 points, 7 rebounds, 7 assists. Chris Paul, 9 points, 7 rebounds, 10 assists. You know all type of numbers where you say, you know what, you know they're a better team than the Kings. You know that's gonna happen, but here's where, you know, if you're a Kings fan, where you're a little concerned. You know, I don't know if any of you have maybe you've heard of uh, I'm trying to say his name right, uh, Lugans Dort. Um, I know anything about him? Yeah. But he's a a rookie on a two-way deal, just so you know. And you end up with a rookie on a two-way deal, did to the Kings. Dropped career-high 23 points. More than doubled his previous career-high, which was at 10. (laughs) No, 23 points, no assist, which was, you know, kind of, you know, cool. I mean, I don't know how you would categorize that. They didn't really need it. You know, Thunder had 32 assists, but you had a guy on a two-way deal showing up starting the game and getting 23 points in 27 minutes on you so it's almost like we in that type of stat you're going back to the day the kings where you say you know what hmm find me a random guy on the opposing team who I you don't know maybe he's you know coming off an injury maybe he's just been struggling but give me the uh, the most unlikeliest of guys and that guy's going to get a career high the kings used to do that all the time and this is an example of uh I'm gonna say the bad days of the Kings <laughs> or I shouldn't say the I mean these days are bad too, but maybe uh a, a featured part of some of the past bad days, because I mean days still aren't good. The Kings are seventeen and thirty, still ain't nothing to be proud of. So, <laughs> you know, just having this guy come in and do that to you. Meanwhile the Kings only had three you know, well they ended up with four guys in double figures because uh Harry Giles ended up with ten points, but um, Bogdan Bogdanovich, twenty-three points. Aaron Fox, nineteen points. Buddy Hope, healed thirteen points. Outside of that, you know the the offense was um nothing, nothing to you know ride home about, nothing to clap about, nothing to get too excited about. Like I said, you know, like I said, uh, OKC had thirty-two assists, ten more than the Kings. OKC shot fifty percent compared to forty-six point two percent for the Kings. Uh, get this. Kings were three happy as they normally are. They made nine of them, but it took 39. So that's not good. 23.1%. Meanwhile, the Thunder shot 44.1% from three. 17 at 24 on the free throws. Kings only shot 11, but they only made seven. I mean, just really no, not an area where OKC didn't dominate this game. And I want to get back to this whole talk of uh, well, it was mentioned in the locker room by Luke one about OKC being physical. And kind of just being a more physical team. And that's been a problem the Kings have had this season. Teams that will get physical with them can have their way. And right now, they're about to be on a streak of physical teams. Uh, Tuesday night, Kings will be in L.A. uh, playing the Clippers in the first NBA game at Staples Center since uh, Kobe Bryant passed on Sunday. So it's going to be an emotional game and a physical game because the Clippers are a physical team. Yo, know, if this is if this is what uh, Dennis Schroeder and company did to him, can't imagine what's gonna happen tomorrow night. They'll get beat up again. And then you come back home on Saturday, you play the Lakers, another big physical team. Yeah, you don't get your stuff together, you're gonna get beat up and embarrassed at home. And could the Kings? They could definitely use some help up front. But Rashawn Holmes with his shoulder injury uh, won't play against the Clippers. Marvin Bagley with his sore foot won't play against the Clippers. So that's two guys who could help you up front that you're not going to have. And there's really no definitive answer as to when they'll return. You know, ask Luke Walton again after the game, you know, is anybody close? He says they're getting better. Uh, apparently Marvin Bagley's sore foot is still just a sore foot. It's not any worse. It's not a new injury. But he's in a walking boot. Don't see when he could get back on the court and Holmes is getting better. But Holmes hasn't practiced Walton, according to Walton. And what he said was until Rashawn can practice, he won't be in a game. So. And just so you know, a lot of people don't realize that generally teams don't practice the second after, you know, the second of back to backs. So the Kings are probably going to be off would be off on Friday. Unless they brought you know Rashawn in for his own workout with some and maybe some of the guys at the end of the bench who aren't playing much, but still, the odds of him I would guess the odds of him being ready for Saturday, I guess the Lakers would be slim as well along as well with Bagley. So, the group you've got you have to figure something out because, yeah, this has been a constant theme. You know, if you want to beat the Kings, rough them up. You know, beat you know, and this could be you could go from maybe the 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 quasi, you know, feeling good about yourself, two wins in a row, to three, you know, possibly big losses. Like I said I said I'm basing that off not just off of the opponents, but the Kings lack of physicality, their lack of energy against the, the Thunder. They looked a step or two or even three slow all night. Uh Luke Walton called a timeout early to address it. The Kings just never found no found the juice. So maybe Being in L.A., the energy, just kind of the emotion of being the first NBA game at Staples. uh, Post Kobe's passing, uh, the L.A. Kings, the hockey team, played a game in Staples Wednesday night. So just maybe that energy that maybe the Kings can get from that. I don't know, but they got to find something. And that's what kind of touch on this, the kind of the emotion of the game. Uh, Kings had a very nice, a couple of very nice tribute videos. They put the clock at 8.24 for those who, I mean, I don't know how you wouldn't know, but you don't know. Eight was the number Kobe wore when he came into the league. 24 was the number he wore the last 10 years of his career. And the clock was put at 8.24 and ran down the eight for um, 24 seconds of silence in memory of Kobe, his daughter Gianna, and seven other uh, people who uh, died in the helicopter crash Sunday morning. So... Very touching gesture, you had a lot of you know you had a couple of Kobe chants breakout out a lot of Kobe jerseys in the stands, so clearly Kobe was on the minds of not just you know the players but of the fans as well there'll be another there'll be another uh tribute on Saturday with the Lakers in town as well, so a lot of Kobe energy in that building, and someone kind of made a comment as we were leaving. Because, you know, by the end of the game, the Kings were getting booed. It said, who would have thought, you know, you'd be in Sacramento and Kobe would be getting cheered and the Kings would be getting booed. But when you're down 29 and just look lethargic, I really can't fault the fans for not liking what they see. You know, halfway through the fourth, many people had already started the exit if they hadn't already. So, like I said, I can't really fault anyone because it wasn't pretty to watch. It wasn't a very well-played game by the Kings by any stretch. Uh, So, you know, if you even look at the fact of the turnovers, they only had 14, which is not a crazy, you you know, obscenely high number. But they gave up 22 points off of those. They forced 13 from OKC. They only get 10 points. So, I mean, really, they couldn't pull off anything, you know, to get themselves going. So, like I said, this is not really a whole lot you can say about this game, in my opinion. Just they got beat up. Then if they don't get their act together because no, there's no Rashawn, no Marvin coming back in the immediate future, they're gonna keep getting beat up all week, and it's gonna not be pretty. So let's see what they do, and you know it's gonna be an emotional game. Like I said, down there, going down there, going to Staples Center, seeing the memorial for Kobe, seeing all that, all I don't know how this team responds to all that emotion. You know, maybe it'll fire them up. Maybe it'll fire up the Clippers. We don't know yet. So. Really, all I got from this one, looking for some more physicality, looking for some more toughness from the kings, something we haven't had consistently all year, so maybe I'm just crazy to be looking for because maybe it's just not going to happen, and if I'm prepared for, for that at this point because I haven't gotten any indication the kings can do that consistently. They can they, they can deal with these teams that are going to get physical grab them and rough them up. So that's all I got for you. You know where to find me, Mr. Jones, LBC on Instagram mr underscore jason jones on twitter um be back with you thursday night after the kings play at the clippers and then friday with another episode of throne room breakdown with myself and kenny the niners are going to win by 35 points in the Super Bowl. caraway well, i just added that to his name just so you know so <laughs> y'all be good out there take care and i'm gone